This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, aloha, satsikal, hola, ciao, and bonjour. It's so awesome to be back. And today we have Danny Ferreira back with us again. And I'm extra excited about that because I know we're going to be talking about something really amazing, just like we did last time. Danny, will you jump in and just give us a quick reminder about who you are and what you do? And then we'll get into the more specific discussion that we have for today. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for that opportunity. It's amazing to be here. I'm super glad. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samia. So uh, my name is Danny Ferrara. I am a life coach and I am a life purpose and transformational specialist. And I work with men who are already successful but they are looking for uh, more happiness and more enthusiasm. And in summary, to build and to have a more amazing and to flourish every single day more because sometimes success can be a little bit tricky and uh, uh, it's really hard to, to find that happiness that we are hoping and that we are expecting when you are just rushing you know and basically that my role is basically help help empower those super amazing men to be more present to themselves to their family and ultimately have that fulfillment that they have been dreaming of. That's awesome. I just love that. And you know, that is exactly why we're going to be talking about what we're going to talk about today. Because in order to be happy, in order to have that fulfilled life, there are some things that you need to have in place. And one of those things is this idea of mental fitness. You need to have mental fitness. And I know, Danny, you are one of the people who understands this idea really well and are able to use it to help your clients really well. Um, so please, will you tell me more about mental fitness? What is mental fitness? I love that idea. First of all, I'd like to tell you that the idea of uh, mental fitness, it was not made up by Danny. That was based, that work uh, was based on a bestseller called Positive Intelligence. And the author is Shiraza Shamine, yes. And uh, it consists of um, working out our brain power and uh, working out our positive feelings. Let me uh, make a metaphor. When we are working out, it's necessary 
to have that extra, um, let me put it that way, energy yeah. to just go towards that moment and have that achievement. Yes, I was able to finish that up. I was able to uh, just finish that running or jogging and etc. And when it comes to life, if we have that uh, mental muscles super straightened, we are able to go through stressful moments in a balanced way without stressing ourselves that much, you know? Because when we come across challenging times, instead of just react in a judging way, in a super uh, dramatic sometimes way, we are able to search that sage part that is sometimes hidden inside ourselves and handle those situations in a balance, in a calm way. That's the idea, yes. to work out our brain in that sense. Yes, I love it. I just absolutely love it. Can you tell me a little bit, about, because like with physical fitness, we all have a much better awareness of the different aspects of physical fitness and um, you know what it involves how to measure it and so forth and so if I wanted to improve my physical fitness I'd have a better idea of how to go about doing it but what about mental fitness how can you measure mental fitness for example yes uh, you measure when we are able to um, have that positive behavior or that positive feeling with so much more frequency if you compare to the negative. And uh, based on those comparative behaviors, we have a PQ that we call PQ. And how much, how much worked or worked out, or how straightened our uh, your muscles are. Mm. Let me give you another example because when you talk about concrete situations, it's so much more um, con concrete or so yeah. much easier yeah. to understand to yeah. grasp the idea. Because uh, as we were talking, we are still conditioned naturally to behave in a sense of being in a survival mood, mood or in a survival attitude. It's something that is automatic. What does that mean? Neuroscience uh, shows that uh, to, uh, to us, show, shows that to, to us, just that our automatic behaves when someone talks something that we don't like. And our automatic behavior, it's about first judging ourselves, just there is something wrong with myself. And after that, we judge the other people, the other person. 
And that's the survival mood because we feel like we are being threatened, you know? And uh, our brain is conditioned to behave, behave that way. But if we are uh, used, if you get used, or if we work out our mental um, mental muscles, I love I love that, those metaphors. If you work out those muscles, uh, your brain muscles, you learn how to change, how to to shift that behavior. When someone, when you come across the same situation, instead of judging yourself and judging the other person, you are gonna automatically think uh, uh, about things empathetic, for example, just that person maybe is having a bad day or maybe that person have or had a difficult past instead of judging ourselves or thinking about having something wrong we learn how to have more empathy that's an example yeah and uh, there are many uh, in our everyday life when we are working and uh, we feel like there is a, a co-worker who is not that uh, just so fast as we expect to. It's something that we get stressed. And at the end of the day, we have our, um, in our essence, something that's not so pleasant to our worker or something like that it's about getting used to get out or step out that survival mood that is it's a pattern it's it's something that we haven't already learned that we are here to thrive we don't need to survive anymore you know because uh, those uh, behaviors that I uh, have just told you about being in a survival mood, yes. they come from the fact that we have to defend ourselves. Uh, they come to the origin is about our survival instinct because when we were in the jungle, we have to really be stressed and uh, hyperachiever if we saw something that it's not that that close but something that just has a danger uh, yes they are uh, uh, the woods or just can be uh, a threat or something like that yes. we have to run because if we don't do that we are gonna die, we are being attacked. So we used to to be very hyper, just achiever, awaken in an excessive way because we used to get stressed in a regular basis because that was necessary. <laughs> 
but that's not the case anymore that's the point right and even even in 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 cases where you know people are in today's world living in challenging circumstances the the fact of the matter is that the nature of those challenges is very different than 10,000 years ago and you were living in a jungle or something like that the nature of the challenges is very different and so they need to be dealt with differently like you can run away from a threat like a wild animal that's about to uh, <laughs> attack you and that's a great response to save yourself from that actual wild animal if you're faced with it but when you have a threat that's not so physical if it's a, the threat of you know um like somebody somebody mentally and emotionally bullying you for example um running away physically from them might help you to avoid the situation in the short term but it probably won't solve your problem in the long term and so then you have to think about okay in this situation in this circumstance what can i do to not just survive but thrive like you were saying because to run away from that bully um you know uh, it's um it's a quick fix that will allow you to survive in the moment which is important in its way but as a long term strategy it's not very effective so I love the point that you just made about yeah we we can stop thinking so much about surviving and think more about thriving I love it Yes yes and uh, a super important aspect uh, about the whole mental fitness concept Samia it's about exercising the positive emotions yes not only avoiding the negative ones mm. because science has already proven that our um how can i put that when we have to uh to go through a competition when we have to deliver a speech if we have peace of mind if we are emotionally balanced we will do well and that's the way the positive emotions they they have that effect on us uh because people sometimes say, say and my clients they tell me that they tell me all the time yes but negative emotions go and lead me towards success and it's it's amazing to to give me that extra boost yeah. and my answer is maybe 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 so but what's the way that you're going to get there if Uh, if you get let me put that way if you get there yeah. you are getting there in a pretty bad situation in stressful situation it's super detrimental to do that to yourself because you have the illusion that you are being 
pushed towards success and yes you are being pushed but being pushed is not something pleasant <laughs> you know it's so much better if you go towards success just by yourself with just your willingness and uh, towards your purpose it's not necessary to, to be pushed you know and that's the point yeah. although um, the negative emotions have the potential to lead you towards success only the positive emotions they have that power to give ourselves that true happiness yeah you know i i agree with you and you know i i one way that i think about this is also that when you use a negative emotion like anger let's say to push you to strive for justice let's say uh, like you see something wrong or someone has done something wrong to you like you you have suffered some kind of injustice yourself i mean it's very natural for us in that situation to experience anger and for a lot of people you know that anger becomes their fuel for seeking justice for wanting to create change um and it certainly is a kind of fuel and it can certainly motivate you to to you know do something to create change to seek justice but the any success that you achieve when you are being driven by your anger it's like a narrow perspective on what that well, on what success is because like you were saying if you if you are dri- being driven by anger even the success that you achieve is incomplete because it's at the cost of your peace of mind it's at the cost of your happiness it may be at the cost of your relationships because when you're getting that anger it's going to hurt your relationships and not just with the people that you're angry with our anger has a way of spilling out <laughs> into other parts of our life into our other relationships and you know so so on the one hand you might achieve success in a certain certain narrow context but you are also creating so much harm to yourself and to other people so i'm like that's not the kind of success i want i want a more holistic uh kind of success a more complete success where i'm i'm able to make the change that i want where i'm able to to achieve the justice that i seek and still have my inner peace and happiness and have better relationships uh not not damaged uh relationships you know yes i couldn't agree more with you uh there are two aspects that i would like to add to what you have just told me first it's about the fact that challenging situations sometimes uh they are inevitable you know we cannot avoid that or those in our lives but everything boils down to the way you face them 
if we lose our jobs yeah. or if i lose my job if i uh, just get stressed and depressed that's something that will not help me at all yeah on the other hand if i get balance and uh, remain calm i think what can i do to get another, another job what yeah. can i can i do to go uh, towards another objective maybe it was positive have lost that job because now i have the opportunity to look for another one yeah. those are examples to deal the negative or the challenge that's the point the challenge yeah. situation in another way the pandemic the pandemic is an amazing example because we know how much people learned from that tragedy mm-hmm. of course we know that many people lost uh their loved ones and uh, that was not a positive scenario at all yeah but we learned from that we learned to be uh less selfish in my case that pandemic uh helped my family to get closer we have uh an harmonic uh home now me and my husband my husband and i we are closer and those are examples of positive um consequence that came from a tra- tragedy you know yes. that's something important although in challenging in negative events you are able to have lessons to take lessons mm-hmm. and they are you can transform them into gifts that's the point yes. instead of just seeing them in such a, a negative aspect and there is an amazing example of a company um that is about to just close its doors and uh, the ceo gets super stressed and in panic and when we he when he is able to get in touch with our program and when he's oriented by those ideas he starts to open his eyes to another perspective for example in that scenario what can i do to reduce the damage mm. if i uh get or make a clean or when it comes to uh, my team are gonna have just the best of the best and the the C performance once they are gonna leave and now we are gonna have just the 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 best ones in my company that's an example and the other uh person who unfortunately lost his job he was able to see that 
he was close to be retired and now he was able to handle that situation and maybe retire earlier and have more spend more time with his family and it's important to 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 see those events without panic <laughs> and i it's it's so funny samia uh, i don't know if i have shared with you already and i heard once that the antonym of clarity is drama <laughs> oh. drama oh my gosh yeah clarity drama clarity drama right there are the two sides opposite sides of each other yeah that is so cool i had not heard that before but i mean to remember it yes if we if you stopped <laughs> to just make drama we would have our clarity just close to ourselves more frequently oh, i love that i love that you know what you've been talking about makes me think about this concept of the sage and the saboteur um, and i believe this is part of the teaching um, uh, with fit, uh, mental fitness can you tell me more about the sage and the saboteur <laughs> Ah yes, I love those those names. Mm. I'm not talking about every single uh, saboteur or just the details regarding the sage. I know that we are almost running out of time, but let me summarize. Mm. The saboteurs, uh, according that research we have. Uh, by just give or take 10 saboteurs there are 10 saboteurs for example a victim that is just that martyr ah just for me nobody likes me deeper inside is because we want to have attention you know we want to call people's attention to ourselves that's that's why Sometimes we behave like that, you know, mm. and that's an example because we are sabotaging ourselves doing that because when we choose to behave or choose to have that mental frame, mm. we are in a completely helpless yeah. situation and that's not desirable. Indeed. We compromise our professional life we compromise our relationships it's pretty hard to have um, a good uh, healthy relationship with that mental attitude yes just an example yeah and uh, there is the perfectionist that we call the stickler <clears throat> stickler because the yeah what I do is the perfect. Nobody does better than myself. I don't trust anyone to do that. At the end, at the end of the day, he does that because somehow he wants to prove to himself that he's the best and he's afraid of coming across um, 
with someone who is better than him or her and takes his place. Those are behaviors of, as I told you, it's a, that survival mood that we are used to turn on yeah. and our brains mm. are conditioned. Yes. To doing that. Oh my gosh. I, uh, you know, this example of the perfectionist, I know I have a perfectionist side to me and I have to be really careful because on the one hand, I know when I let my perfectionist go wild, it feels really good because you're like, Ooh, yes, I did this and I did it just so. And you know, there's a certain sense of control and power that you feel when you're doing everything by your definition of perfect and there's a certain satisfaction that you get from from being perfect but on the other hand then you are so focused on perfection and really underlying that i know especially for me this is very very true that underlying that need for perfection there is a fear there's a fear of making mistakes there is a fear of losing control and it really holds me back from being able to do the best that i can actually do and from achieving what i can achieve because my, my fear of making mistakes, my fear of losing control prevents me from asking for help, right? And if I can't ask for help, then no matter how good I am at whatever it is I'm doing, I will always be limited. I will always be limited in how much of that good thing I can do and how how much I can achieve just on my own because I have limited time, I have limited energy, you know, and all of that, um, all of that. So really, if I want to be able to keep growing and achieve even more success, then I have to be willing to ask for help. And therefore, I have to be willing to let go of my need for control and, and do something about you know this fear and and just let it go absolutely perfect exactly like that and besides what you told me in a brilliant way we are able to see the solutions there is another example from the corporate and it's amazing uh in a scenario again chaos in a scenario of chaos um there is um a worker who was talking to his boss about the challenging that they were faced because the results were not so good and uh, the worker was trying to show his boss the idea that what if what if next week next monday we start our meeting by spreading that idea what can we do today 
so that in three years from now, we are gonna think that this challenge was the best thing that has already happened to ourselves. Yes. And because when you throw that idea on air, we break that negativity. That's the most immediate effect first. And the second, at the end of the day, word is exactly the way we see. And when we start to see the solution instead of seeing only the problem, that changes completely the way we behave or the way people around ourselves behave. And uh, when that was spread, that idea, his team got motivated to change that scenario, to to make their best, you know? Um, yes. And it was so funny, the answer of the boss, I forgot to mention. The, <laughs> he mocked by telling, come on, I'm not gonna live that life just if it happens, it happens, you know, just in a philosophical way. Come on, the first, the first reaction was to just make that ironic or to have that ironic you know, uh, answer and etc. And uh, at the end, I'm I'm really glad that he accepted because uh, the king of the saboteurs is the judge because that was judged. How? Oh, come on, you you got. I think you just got crazy <laughs> after being through that. You are not. You are not doing well. And we judge, we judge, we judge people. You judge ourselves all the time. And we forget, we forget to to be more rational or more empathetical or more tolerant because we are always judging. And being judgmental, even when we are children, is good to a certain extent because that saves ourselves from danger, for example, another children, or we develop those ideas when we have parents that are not that good. And instead of just thinking that they're responsible by our lives are the, the Villains is not the, the correct word, but people who have problems because we don't want to believe that our hands, <laughs> we are in the hands of people who are not able to take care of myself. No, because my life would be in risk. So I prefer to think that the problem is myself. Uh, there is something wrong with me. Uh, yes, I, that, that my gosh yeah there's so many kids like you see this very very commonly that like when for example if your parents are fighting um, and they have an unhealthy relationship in that way the, the children will blame themselves 
they think it's my fault my parents are fighting even though as a matter of fact the, it is not the kid's fault it has nothing to do with the kid but it's so natural and easy for the child to think that it's their fault because of exactly what you were saying they're not able to fully understand the situation and they're not able to see a different better way to understand the situation and the best they can do in that moment is to think oh it's my fault yeah that oh that 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 breaks my heart that breaks yes exactly exactly yeah <laughs> if an adult does something to you know blame or judge themselves or harm themselves it's like one thing you know they're an adult um but when 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 a child is suffering like that oh, i hate to see that yes it's it's terrible it's terrible and we take those ideas to in, to ourselves to our lives when we grow up yes yes So I I think my last question probably unless you give another brilliant answer and then I have to ask you a follow up question. <laughs> um but for right now the last question that's coming to my mind is can you talk a little bit more about what is the proper way for us to understand and relate to our negative emotions because we have them we have these negative emotions we have these negative thoughts and um you know we talked about a lot of the different ways in which we shouldn't relate to them and transform them into something more helpful better um so what is the best way for us to understand and relate to our negative emotions Uh, great question for me. First is to accept those emotions to allow ourselves to feel them. That's the first. And the second to ask ourselves the reason why we are feeling like that. Because let me tell you something. The the pain that comes uh from the result of those negative emotions they are kind of, they are similar to an alarm clock uh-huh. uh, uh, there is an a metaphor that i love when you are cooking and uh, just you put without uh, intention your hands on the hot stove what what happens you remove you remove automatically because the pain the heat that you felt makes you yes but instead of just not listen the reason why that pain is inside ourselves mm. instead of uh reflecting and removing our hands if you just let our hands on the hot would burn up to the bones <laughs> and that would be so much painful and that is exactly what happens when we 
try to forget that we are not in pain or numb ourselves uh, yeah. by eating or watching TV or drinking or whatever it is. Yeah. It's important to understand that our pain wants to show that there is something that must be done so that we can return to a balanced way and to wrap up uh, i'd like to tell you um a short a pretty short story about interpreting the events of life there is a i'm gonna be fast there is a story called um stallion stallion the stallion horse that's the name of uh, the horse who lives in a farm with a guy and his teenager boy maybe you have already heard that story have you ever you just i don't, I don't think so tell me more yeah and that horse is a champion and they are super proud and uh, just while out of the blue he was stolen oh no and the family in general the family the boy mainly the boy was super sad and the dad says who knows what is good what is bad then everybody gets astonished how come are you not mad or sad because your horse was stolen and was, I don't know let's let's see and uh, a few days later his horse is returns is able to just get himself free and uh, with him he brings another or other two more two horses <laughs> instead of having just one now they had three and that was a blessing and that's not the, the end and when the boy was trying to uh train that one of those horses he fells from the horse he gets hurt and he fractures his leg and again oh that's so bad and then dad says who knows what is good and what is bad and again a few days later uh, there is a war in that village in that part of the city and every single young man was called but his child was not because his uh, leg was broken and you know and uh, at that time people just didn't comment anything else because the answer is who knows what is good and who knows what is bad yes that's right that's right sometimes you it's not until you're able to look back 
but you're able to see all the good that came out of the situation you thought was bad. So just if you are thinking, if you're feeling you're in a bad situation now, maybe this is an opportunity to practice patience and see this as a fun challenge to find the good in the situation or see what good you can create from the situation and um, you know that is an uh, amazing aspect of mental fitness that is something that you'll be able to do for yourself more and better the more mentally fit you are so yay thank you so much danny thank you so much for sharing everything that you did i especially love all the examples and the stories that you give they make it so much more easy to understand and remember what you're saying and the point that you're making i just love it thank you so much i really appreciate it as always it was amazing to be here and thank you thank you so much for the opportunity yay thank you danny and um for our listeners we are going to add danny's links to the show notes we'll add my contact links to the show notes so please get in touch with danny get in touch with me if you need any support we're here for you take good care Thank you.